Welcome, welcome. You are now to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we talk about, say it with me, you already know it, Latino everything. Thank you very much for being here on another episode. You already know the business. Go and subscribe to the channel because why? It's important. We're getting real close to by the time I'm hoping, I know that by the time this episode premieres, we're going to have a thousand subscribers and it's all thanks to you. So thank you very much. It's been a long process. Big shout out going out to WSB for providing the beautiful space for us to do the episode. Today, we have an amazing episode, an amazing episode because we have a model, actor, young podcaster, been doing her thing for some time. You might recognize her if you see her, if you're here in the video, Kimberly Sanchez, a.k.a. Kimbo of Kimbo Slice Podcasts, correct? Kimbo Slice of Life, yes. Kimbo Slice of Life. Did you know that Kimbo Slice is an MMA fighter? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Did that got something to do with your name, picking your name, or because Kimberly, they call you Kimbo? Well, my it was actually my cousin used to call me Kimbo Slice, and I never knew who that was back then when I was younger. Uh, and he's like, oh, he's a fighter. And I was like, oh. And so it kind of like... Kind of stuck, but then I was like, "Well, I can't take his name, so <laughs> I might have to like change up the the spelling or something." Because okay. I mean, you know, we'll talk about that. Yeah. What the name of the the name of the podcast and how you came up with yeah. it. But first of all, we're gonna do a segment that I like to call "Preguntas al Chile." Preguntas al Chile are fun, rapid fire questions. Do you like this? Do you like that? Are you ready? Ready. Corn tortillas or flour tortilla? Corn. Tacos or tortas? Tacos. Gorditas or sopes? I don't know. Gorditas or sopes? No, I don't know what sopes is. Sopes are kind of almost the same thing, except the stuff with different stuff. They cut them halfway. I'm going to say gorditas since I don't know. (laughs) Good choice. Mexican coca or jarritos? The jarrito drinks, the Mexican drinks? Jarritos. Which flavor? The red. Oh, I like the red one too. But Is it fruit pie? What is it? I don't even know. Was that? Tutti Frutti, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I've, I've been wrong today a few times already. <laughs> okay. Agua de horchata, the flavor waters, not spa waters, the aguas frescas, horchata, jamaica, or tamarindo. Which one do you like best? I'm not. I don't like milk, so. Yeah, you horchata. The horchata reminds me of. Yeah. I don't do milk either. So. But you do pizza. I do, but it's cheese. Ah, my mom <laughs> it's not does, liquid. My mom does the same thing. She likes every product of milk except for milk. Yeah. Yes. I will not. Okay. Drink. So, which one would you pick? Jamaica, the hibiscus, or tamarindo is like the brownish looking type of a water. Aguas frescas. The, the, yeah. We'll go with the hibiscus. I, I feel like you're a hibiscus. Red like, water. I like it, but I just feel like it's not like sweet. Yeah, true that. It depends on who makes it too, though, because some people like to throw in the sugar. Okay, salsa verde, salsa roja. Do you care care for any spicy food? Not the green sauce, the red sauce. The red sauce? Yeah. Did you know I met somebody that's allergic to peppers? Really? Yes. It's a real deal. It's a real thing. It's one of our guests. And she's a chef, too. She cooks. Oh, man. That's crazy, right? (laughs) I know. The things I learned here. Menudo, pozole, do you care for any of them? Do you know what those are? Pozole. Yeah, good choice. Churros or flan? Churros. Okay. Yeah. Hot sauce, I don't know if you've seen it before. Tapatio, Cholula, Tabasco, hot sauce. Not really hot sauce. Not really hot sauce. Not hot sauce on your pizza either? Mm. Okay, what is? I know your favorite type of pizza is pepperoni. Yeah. However, would you just like regular pizza or not? Thin crust, but deep dish or regular pizza? Regular. Regular? For sure. Nice. Yeah. Too much bread for the uh, deep dish? Yeah. Yeah. And then thin crust tastes like cardboard. True that. Don't go to Italy. That's all they do. It's like cracker. True <laughs> that. Okay. And cochita breads, the pastries. Do you like the brown ones, the white ones, or the pink ones? Pink. Pink. All the way. When was the last time you did something for the first time? <laughs> I'm going to use my question on me. <laughs> I really this. thoroughly, I really thoroughly enjoy that question. So I'm like, oh, that's a really good one. This, I've 
I've been the one asking all the questions. I yes. haven't been yes. the one answering them. So this is the first time Absolutely. that I've done something. So, so take your time. So what <laughs> is something that you, the first time, the last time you did something for the first time, do you recall? This. This. Oh, that was your answer. <laughs> <laughs> this went over my head big time. So podcast, of course. We're going to talk more about how you got started, everything else that you do. You are a podcaster yourself. Uh, you have been doing it for almost about a year and some change. And uh, Not the podcast. Not the podcast? I just started in April. Eight months ago is the last no, first No, April. Episode. So April? it was like... Really? Four months ago? Four months ago. Really? Okay. My bad. Again, I've been wrong today a few times. <laughs> and it just keeps adding up. It's okay. Do you believe in conspiracy theories? Do you, are you into conspiracy theories? Do you care about them at all? Not really? Um, I don't know if you would call it a conspiracy theory, but my grandma used to be like, don't ever put your purse on the floor because it's like bad luck. I don't know if that's uh, considered a conspiracy theory or is it just, you know, the, what is the Hispanic word? or what? But yeah. You have the word, Carlos, and I just. I don't know uh, what that, what is that called? Superstition. Superstition. Oh, there you go. That's more of a superstition. But, I mean, some people could call it a conspiracy, too. Yeah, that was a good one. We'll go with that. The uh, Latino. When you first hear the phrase Latino, Latina, what first comes to mind to you? Since I'm from Corpus, Selena. Selena. Yeah. yeah. No right and wrong answers. <laughs> I always thoroughly like to hear any kind of answer that you have because I think the phrase itself, like, all kinds of things come to mind. And everybody's always different. So, Selena. Do you care to be called Latina? Do you consider yourself Latina? Do you prefer to be just American, human being, whatever the case might be for you? Um, Hispanic. Hispanic. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, so let's get into your story, if you don't mind me. You were born in Corpus Christi, and you got here about 2008. Yep. Yeah. Well, do you know if your family's always been from Texas, or did, how, did they ever come from, like, I don't know, another different part of the country? Latin America, country, Mexico, anything like that? All I know is, like, my grandpa was from, like, uh, the valley, the yeah. Rio Grande. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know, like, beyond. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Most likely, he was always been there, and he's always been Texan and never anything else. And there's a lot of people that live here in the valley area. They're always generations. Mm -hmm. They go back many generations. So... When did you originally start doing modeling? I know uh, it was by accident when your friends and you used to take pictures, and then that's how it kind of got started. Do you remember when was the first time you were approached to see if you wanted to do modeling? Because you also do modeling, um, commercial modeling, and what is the other type of modeling that you do? Just commercial. Because I'm not, like, tall enough for high fashion. What, what is the height requirement for that? Like 5'7", five, 5'8". And you're I'm five six, so <laughs> just by Yeah. Even with high heels, they don't they don't let you in? Um, no, I think without high heels you need to be five seven, five eight yeah. or taller. And I'm five six without high heels, so And what is when so for me, like I don't know anything about modeling, but if it was about commercial, what does it mean necessarily for like commercials? Like like commercial is like mm -hmm. uh, your commercials you see. Yep. Or we call them print ads, so like JCPenney's, um, just stuff like that. That's called print, but that's still considered commercial acting oh, or nice. modeling or both, actually. So do you do both? Do you do yeah. the acting and do you also do, the, I don't know if you do walk the wrong way or not, walk the runway or just pictures? Do you do all that also? No, the runway, again, you need it's a high requirement. Really? Majority of the time, you know, if you're doing New York fashion or we... If you're doing the big runways, yeah, it's high requirements. So I don't do runway. That's crazy. If they do high requirements, they don't let you walk. I want, I'm just curious. Did you ever looked into why they do that? It's just their standards that they have for. I, it's just yeah. I think it's just the modeling standards that it's been like that for years. And I mean, it's changing a little bit, you know. Yeah. But I haven't dug deep into the runway because I I feel like I don't really. It's not my niche. I like the commercials, the print right. ads, you know. All right. So when was the first opportunities that the commercial modeling, whether it be print or whether it be commercials, come to you? 
Well, when I got, I got signed with an agent in January 2021. So that's. Which is Boyson Talent Agency? Is that the one you're currently with or is that somebody else? That's the one I'm with. Okay. Yeah. Now. But I was with a different agent. Okay. I got you. I, I went with Boyce in September. So it's almost been a year oh, that wow. I've been with them. How did they find you, the first agency? How was it that they, did they see, did you send them a portfolio? Were they looking for somebody? Did they hit you on the DM? Um, so I went to a modeling school in mid-COVID, like June, July 2020. Wow. Um, so... I went to that modeling school. It was like a five-month program, and I had finished in December 2020. And so during that program, they're like they teach you around. Mm-hmm. They teach you about the modeling and talent agencies, which is acting gotcha. in the DFW area. So there were one I had my eye on for the longest time mm-hmm. during that program. And so I finished when I finished in December. In January is when I like I was like okay. I'm going to submit myself. And so I had, you know, a portfolio of pictures and headshots and everything. So I submitted and they called me back a couple of days later and that's when they signed me. Wow. So during that time of the modeling school, they teach you all the fundamentals as far as like how to stand, how to talk and create your portfolio and everything. So you'd be ready to go whenever you are out of the graduate, they do graduations. Right. Um, I don't know what happened, but the, the graduation for my like class, I don't mm-hmm. know, because of the COVID, like it was like conflicting. But that graduation wasn't until September, and wow. I had finished the program December 2020, and so it was like nine months later. And I was like, I'm not gonna wait nine months to talk to to put myself out there to you know because agencies will go to the graduation, they invite agencies to the graduation and everything. Oh, nice. So it's a nice gathering. But I was like, personally for me, I was like. I don't want to wait that long, Mm -hmm. you know? So I took it upon myself and I reached out to the agency in January. And so I was already signed by the time graduation came. That's amazing. Yeah. So, okay. So during the, during, during school, whenever you were in school, you were one of the older students there at that time. If I'm not mistaken, you were one of the oldest. How did it keep you from, because, Sometimes you might feel out of place going to a place thinking, you know, dreaming, hoping, whatever the case might be, whatever the desire was to get you to school. But then when you get there, you see that there's a bunch of younger people than you and you'll be maybe a little bit discouraging or not. Did it, any of those thoughts cross your mind at all? Well, it was a little discouraging because I was like, yeah, I'm the oldest one here. Like, because I didn't know one of the girls I became super close with. She was um, 19 at that time. Oh, wow. And I was older. <laughs> More mature. So, you were more mature. But her maturity level, like, we clicked just like that. So I was able to, like, you know, I I made a friend. and But I was like, dang, I was like, how did, like, she knew right out of high school if she wanted to model. And for me, it was like, it, you know, I had other plans. It, modeling never, ever crossed my mind. So I was just like, well, I mean, sometimes I would, like, dang, I'm old. But, like, if you would have asked me if modeling was was what I wanted to do, I couldn't, I wouldn't have said yes, like, you know, because I didn't know I wanted to do it. It just, I just felt like it found me. So I was like, well, I mean, it is what it is, even though I know I don't look my age, which is good. So I guess that kind of like have to remind myself. You got the genetics. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. Okay. So let's backtrack a little bit because I don't think I got to where it. How? What made you want to drive to go find the school to start modeling to begin? Because I know you said it, your friend and mm-hmm. y'all were taking pictures, and all of a sudden, from there, where did it turn to where you wanted to take it serious and find an actual school to attend to to go to the whole term to become a model? I actually saw that they had where they were having an open house on Instagram. Oh wow! So I was like, okay, let me just go to this open house, see what's up, what it's all about, and so I did, and. It was actually, they have two in DFW, one in Dallas and one in McKinney. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, the open house was actually the one in McKinney. And so I drove all the way to McKinney from Fort Worth and like, I just, I met the president of that school and she was super nice. And I was like, dang, I really liked her. You know, they just made me feel like at home. Like I didn't feel out of place. Like, gotcha. so I was like, okay, I think. You know, I went home, thought about it, and then I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. And that's part of the desire that kept you rolling whenever you saw the younger kids. And you made a, a good friend, a great friend. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, that just kept you motivated to keep going because that's what you wanted to do. Right. And then so the president of the school, she ended up becoming my friend, you know, because like, I don't know, it's because I'm maybe older. So we connected, you know, in a way because she's older, too. And so we just I ended up making like good friends out of it and good connections. And so I was like, OK, that's crazy. So. So when was your very first assignment or your very first job that you got? And how did you feel whenever you were got the actual job for modeling? Uh, it took a while after I got signed. Um, I was auditioning left and right, and it's a numbers game, you know. Mm-hmm. And so my first job was H-E-B. Um, you know, H-E-B is a big deal, yeah. You know, the grocery store. I used store. to work at H-E-B. <laughs> Howard, nobody knows this. <laughs> H-E-B stands for Howard Edward Butt. Which is the initials of the owner of right. the actual man that created mm-hmm. H-E-B. I'm very familiar with Yeah, H-E-B. that I knew that because H-E-B is big in South Texas. Yes. So. And they have great, great stuff too, by the way. I wish we had one nearby. I know we have one like. Closer. A lot closer. Yeah. Like five minutes away closer. H-E-B is the best. Shout out to H-E-B. <laughs> so you were saying, so they got you. So, yeah, that was nice. my first commercial. And it was um around it was like called like tables. It was like holiday tables. So it was around Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. And I actually went back home for Thanksgiving um, to Corpus. And it was so funny because I'm looking down and then I hear that little music. And I was like, hey, that's my commercial. The jingle? And it was like, I don't remember, like some little tune, like the uh-huh. music that they play. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's my commercial. And so like my family was all around me. So we all got to witness it like on the TV pop up instead of me like, looking it up like 10 times on youtube you know so you can find so it on youtube it was nice um not anymore it's, i don't think it's there anymore i haven't I haven't looked we'll but. do some digging see if we can find it yeah. so how did your family react whenever they saw you like, it was exciting because yeah. it was like hey but it was like you know commercials are like super quick so you're there for like five two seconds still though i'm pretty but. sure all your hard work going through classes <laughs> and then having them witness even though it was like a spontaneous type of just came up yeah that That's was crazy. cool that and that was my first commercial, too. So that was a neat experience yeah. altogether. How did the process go for the first time to having to get to used to what's going on and what it takes to, to do a commercial? How did that go for you? What do you mean? The first time you shot the commercial for H-E-B, like going into set and having everything So it was done. actually in Austin. Oh, wow. So I drove to Austin and, you know, everyone's just there. So it was... A nice, cool experience. It was really fun. Um, There's a lot of us there. And it's like you become family with these people and you've only known them for a certain amount of hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so it's so much fun. It's like, but you're just there waiting, you know? There's a lot of going on with production. So you're waiting. But it was, it was fun. So it was a whole day event. Yeah, because we did like two or three different locations. We had one commercial. Yep. And how many total people were involved? Like, it's actors. And, of course, the camera people and everybody else, a bunch of, but as far as the actors, how many was there? I don't, there was, like, more than 10 of us. Really? That's pretty neat. Yeah. And when you were there, how did you feel? Like, I mean, of course, having to talk to people and. It was so cool. I didn't know what to expect. (laughs) Like, it was my first time, you know? Yeah. And everyone was just so nice. And they were, like, like I said, you become family friends with these people and, and it's kind of sad because like like maybe you'll see them on set another yeah. time maybe you won't yeah. but it's because everyone they're from san antonio people are someone's from houston you know i was from the dallas area so like all these people are just coming from all over texas to, yeah for this Absolutely. commercial so was that before the acting came to you before you wanted to be a police officer or was that when you were an actual model that you wanted to pursue also maybe wanted to maybe be a police officer or no that was no that was before that was before 
So did that you actually was like in 2019? I think maybe yeah, because that's when I started CrossFit and I hadn't never was never consistent in the gym. Yeah, and so I wanted to do the become you know a cop, and that's when I was like, okay, I need to get myself in the gym because they do also they do a physical test, a lot of physical stuff. But that you... came and left. So you took the whole test and everything, about right? It. Just a written exam, but I took it once and I never passed. So you never passed. How close were you? I was close, but yeah. I remember like walking out and the girl was like, "Just keep trying," and I did it once and so never did it again. You say you that that thought comes sometimes as far as being a police officer. Like, where does that come from for you? Yeah, because like I have a day job. People people know. Some people know. Like my close friends, family know yeah. I have a day job, and so I work in. I work for the government mm-hmm. on my day job, and so. <clears throat> Be careful what you say. <laughs> so I'm still like I'm still in it, but I'm also like it's like I have one foot in, and I have one foot in the whole modeling and acting stuff. Because uh, I remember the first individual you interview on your podcast. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he's actually full time. But he did mention mm-hmm. what was his name? His name is Scott. Scott. Scott does it full time, but he did have that to where he, he's uh he's more mature now. Right. But he actually went full time. It, it is scary that to let go of the state paycheck because you have to go into and then ha- got the hustle to get jobs. Mm-hmm. So, but people don't understand maybe, and I don't myself either because I don't know what it takes to go to a shoot or wait patiently for your agency to find your jobs, and then the jobs don't really come fast. So you eventually, right. you do have to find, you know, ways to make money. So I don't think people might, we always want to, like, for example, I'm sure you always want to just show the model part. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking for sharing that part that sometimes you just have to be patient. You still work in the modeling. Right. But you still have to provide for yourself. And and then additional costs that you have to do. I mean, you it takes money to look good or do whatever you need yeah. to. You know what I mean? A lot of the times they don't pay it. Yeah. Like if you need whatever it is that you need, makeup, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they might not provide it for you. So, so thank you. And when did you, so that was the first actual video video, but do you still do like shoots and stuff like that? Did they yeah, I do shoots. All um, the time? And then I still like do work that I get through my agent as well. Yeah. So yeah, it, or in the outside clients. But Without saying any digits or numbers, are, is it pretty profitable as far as getting jobs and doing, getting to be an actress? And is it a one-time th- time thing that they pay you? the work done or do you get any kind of royalties or anything at the back end or anything like that it depends if there's a usage fee so if mm. like the commercial comes with a usage fee then say like the usage fee is three thousand right but the session is 500 so you'll get paid 500 for the session but you will get paid up to three thousand for that commercial because it has a usage fee wow. some don't have usage fees wow. so some it's like eight hundred dollars here, take pictures for four hours and we'll use it for a year, you know. But there is limitations how long they can use it for. Like yeah, they'll always tell you, like, some are in perp, which you kind of want to. I mean, you could still work in, it's called, like, in perpetuity, where it's, like, you only get paid one time. But mm-hmm. they could use it however, however many long. Till infinity. Yeah, my age is like, mm, like, they don't really, like, they don't encourage in perpetuity. Because, you know, it's like, they want you to make money, so. But. People do that, too, as well. I can see why, though. Before you know it, you'll be a stock model and a website, and you can't do nothing about it. And you got paid one time for it. One. Yeah, when everyone sees it, you know. And they so. use it over and over again. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> we use some of the stock footage sometimes. It's the pros and cons, you know. But the good ones will pay you usage fee. That's, I, you know what? Learn something new every day. I knew there was a way for models to make, like, a one-time deal wasn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was another option. It's pretty cool to know that. Okay, so about a year, uh, you a year and some change, you set on the idea of a podcast with a friend. So before you know, you started launching your own podcast. You decided to launch April of this year, right? Correct. I'm fresh. And the entire <laughs> name of the podcast, Kimball Slice of Live Podcast. Correct. Yes. And you eat pizza, or you have a pizza there that's getting cold as you're interviewing people. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was watching. Okay, yes. so tell me about the whole concept of your podcast. Uh, yeah, I thought about it for a while. And what did, what did it take for you to just take action and start doing your podcast? So I was having like a conversation with a friend. And 
he's like, I have mics, I have this, I can help you. And I was just like, he's like, use your resources. And I was like, well, it wasn't like I didn't want to. It was just like, I never, it was a thought, you know, it wasn't like something I wrote down and looked at it every day. Like it wasn't, you know? Yeah. So, well, he was just, he kind of helped me jumpstart. So that's what kind of made it a little bit easier Mm -hmm. because he already had all the equipment. And so he also is the one behind the camera. And so we just, I was like, okay, well, let's do it. So, but eventually I just, I do want to get my own stuff, but he helped me jumpstart. So I think that's what made it so much easier for me. Okay. So Kimberly, Kimbo, I'm guessing a nickname for you. Mm -hmm. Your cousin used to call you. And then Slice, because he used to call you that without knowing an MMA fighter. (laughs) Of life, just trying to give it a spinoff and not necessarily related to the fighter. Or how Um, did that come about? So that name actually, before I knew what I was interviewing, I just thought about a name. So the name just came up like, I don't know where. Like I I was talking to my brother and I was like, I need help for a podcast name. And he's like, what are you going to talk about? And at this point, I was like, um, myself. <laughs> right? I didn't know. Like, I was like, it was just random. So he thought about it. And then and I was like, okay, actually, I think I want to. Then I got into my niche. And I was like, okay, I want to interview creatives in the industry. So that's how it, it kind of shifted, you know. Creatives in the industry as far as modeling? People modeling, you- like models, actors. Um, photographers or fashion designers, stylists. So anything to do with the niche of modeling, those are the type of people that you want in your in your content. Which is that's what you have had makeup right. artists, makeup photographers, mm-hmm. uh, model, male models, and uh, actors, yeah. actors too. Wow. So yeah, so kind of like after the first episode, I kind of like switch gears a little bit. I was like, okay, this is what I finally like became i want to say schedule but like a routine mm-hmm. yeah so i was like oh okay which kind of doesn't fit the name anymore and i was just like because mm. a lot of people like were like well what's your podcast about and i was like i interviewed creatives in the industry but i know the name doesn't actually say that you know so have you been pondering or switching the name at all well, or you want to keep it that way or maybe a different that that fits the niche 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 that word is so hard it's english <laughs> my second language so the niche for that or you just want to keep it the way it is the only reason i'm telling you is because when i looked up kimbo slice homie he came up, up yeah rp him but um, he came up all the time it, well, you you come up eventually but i was like, going to so i was going to do a season right and mm. so i know the holidays are coming up i was going to close it out and come back in January at the end of the year. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll revamp um, yeah. the spelling or something. I still like the pizza idea, right? That's where I got the slice pizza. Um, I haven't fully thought about it yet. I don't, I don't know what I want to do. Or just, you know, spell it different or yeah. something. But I think for the second season, I will try to recreate. So it does stand out as far as of life, mm-hmm. slice of life, and then you have the pizza. When did the idea of putting the pizza in the podcast come about? Hello, we're jumping in just to let you know to make sure you subscribe and hit the notification. If you are enjoying the podcast, thank you very much. And now back to the episode. It was actually the first episode. My acting coach, Scott, shout out to Scott. Shout out to Scott. He was like, you should have a pizza. And I was like, he goes, where's the pizza? Because he, he asked, where's the pizza? And I was like, oh, the pizza guy's late, right? But <laughs> I was like, that's a good idea. He goes, you should have a pizza for every episode. Because it's like, I have a pizza in my picture, you know? You do. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then so I thought about it. I was like, okay, I should, I'll have a pizza. I'll go to local areas in Fort Worth and, you know, try to talk to them, see if maybe anybody would. Sponsor you a pizza? Yeah. Good idea. I don't like the fact that it just gets cold and nobody gets to eat. Eat it. They eat it after the episode. It takes like 20 minutes to be cold by then. <laughs> that was just my personal thoughts. Like, no, but literally like, uh-huh. they will eat it. The whole pizza. I'm, I was like, take the pizza. Because at this point, I eat pizza like twice a month now. And I'm like over it. So I'm just, I tell them, I was like, take the pizza, take it home, eat it. But no, people will like eat it cold. There's a little microwave. Yeah. But everyone's I'm, honestly ate it cold. Cold pizza is good. Good. But it gets there yeah. like right when the episode starts. That's crazy. But it's still cold, a little cold. But I mean, no one com- no one's has complained yet. 
my thoughts were like, I can't believe they eat cold pizza. But again, cold pizza is good Someone too. asked me that the other day. They were like, so do y'all eat the pizza afterwards? And I'm like, yes. Spoiler, they eat the pizza after the episode's done. So if you ever see that pizza afterwards, it's gone. It's a real pizza, It's guys. a real pizza too, by the way. It's not a prop. I would have you know, put a prop in it. But that's, it's a good idea though to be uh, people involved around where you stay at. Visit them, show them what you're working with, and then you know, have some at least sponsor pizza. That'd so, be pretty yeah. dope. At the end of every episode, I ask my guests what their favorite pizza is. You do. I've noticed that a trend. That's yeah. why I ask you what's your favorite pizza, which I already knew what your favorite pizza was. I know I'm boring. Huh? No, you're not. I mean, can't go with the classic pepperoni pizza, the one that pretty much just start you off, either cheese or pepperoni. So I don't think you're boring. I think it's very. You know what you want. Why well, you have to switch it around? Yeah. <laughs> try, try throwing some hot sauce, Valentina, on it, and be like, Shh. then you'd be more excited, a lot more. Okay, so <laughs> while you're having and booking your own interview, I don't know if you have anybody else booking your guests. I'm guessing some of the people. When we started this podcast, the first few episodes were every homie that I knew that I, that I knew that had something going on. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it were people that had five years in whatever industry they were doing. And then I hit them up and booked my own interview. Still to this day, I still do the same thing. Carlos happened to help me. Uh, he, he found you, that you were very interesting. I seen what you had going on. I'm like, yes, I didn't, I don't fit your niche as far as getting interviewed, but I see where you're going with it. But I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I, I see, he sees something sometimes in people that I might not see. Cause he had me some people, he booked me some people and maybe I don't see the picture that he's seen. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. But anyways, it took me a minute to book my own. Do you book your own guests or do you have somebody else do it? Or is it just people that you met in the industry? So I find my people, but it's also people that the first, well, that I've met. Mm. So like, I, went, I know I'm only like nine episodes in, um, but every single person that I've had on my podcast, I've had, I've known them like yeah. on a personal level. Yeah. Um, I know I can't do that for every episode because I'm not going to know everybody, right? But um, for me starting out, it was like, mm, I was like, I kind of wanted like someone that I really like know. Yeah. So every person that I've had, I've, I want to say like seven out of the nine now, I've been to all their houses, you know, like it's like on a personal, personal yeah, level, personal. but they're also in the industry. So mm-hmm. it kind of works out. Yeah. But I know it's not going to happen every time. And then my friends are like, well, you're not going to know everybody you want interview because i have had some inquiries and i'm like shy because i was like i don't know this person so i feel like i don't know if it's because i don't know anything about them but then that's part about doing your research so i haven't had someone on the podcast yet that i have not met okay so i appreciate you very much taking a chance with us and letting you talk to you because we are strangers but i feel you on that part though right but for me like for me to research people mm-hmm. i deal with a lot of people that are strangers that become you know right like homies or people that I work with. But the research that I do, I feel, I look at so many things that I feel like I know them by the time they get to sit down here. You know what I mean? So to me, don't feel like strangers. I see what you're saying. Maybe not that. Not to mention, I don't know exactly where you record from, but we're in a public space here, so it's kind of difficult. So that's Mm -hmm. very important for your part. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. So you select, handpick so far right now, the people that have been in there, what kind of research do you do as far as them, as far as like, do you, just because you know them personally or you dig into some of their things that they have going on to know more about them? Uh, well, cause I know them, I know what they do and also just, you know, off their social media as well. Yeah. So I see them working and I was like, oh, okay, I'll ask about this. I'll ask about that, but we'll talk about, you know, a previous, what we've done together. Yeah. If we did any work together, like stuff like that. Yeah. So it just makes it a little, a little easier for me, I guess. That's you could pretty say. cool. Yeah. So, if you were to do it by yourself, what were you going to talk about? Not by myself. Like, I was going to have guests, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I didn't know I was going to interview models, actors, creatives, you know. It's a great idea. That wasn't until I, after the first episode, that I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. It's a great idea. It's a great idea to network, grow your net worth, uh, see the. Everybody seems to be doing a podcast, but That's there's. What I feel like. But. There's only ones that stand out because you're providing a service to the people around you too and helping them grow. Right. Help mm-hmm. you grow, help establish connections with other people. You know, they see you staying busy. Not to mention 
if for whatever reason they see you posting on IG for like two weeks of modeling stuff, at least every two weeks or every day or every other day, mm-hmm. they see you posting consistently on your podcast that you're doing. Like for me, it's like daily. So you're always going to be on people's faces. So it's a good idea. It's a great tool. So that's pretty cool. Where, what else do you have in mind to do for the podcast? Your questions are very particular as far as what's your favorite slice of pizza. Uh, the last time you did something for the first time. I love that question, by the way. When did you come up with that question? Um, I think I heard it. I can't remember where I heard it, but I heard it from somewhere. Yeah. And I kind of stumped him on that one. You did? I don't think he was expecting that. I wasn't. Yeah. And I got you too. It's just a great freaking question. It really yeah. is. So I was like, okay. And then your other questions, do you think about the questions that you're going to be asking beforehand or as you're talking, things come to mind? Um, no, I have a little notebook on the couch. You do? I'm oh, old I school. I know. I'm so old school. I was like, I have to write it down. Um, I go back to their social media. I yeah, was like, of course. Talk about what, spe- what they, you know, what they're special, what they specialize in. So that's great. Then I'll ask him about that. And if we have, if we work together previously, then I'll just throw that in there too, you know? Yeah. So that's great. So season two, you planning to still bring the pizza back, uh, maybe changing a couple of things around and expanding your guests. You're still sticking to every two weeks, two weeks episodes, right? Release. Yes. Yeah. And so I need to network more. Mm. Until I, you know, because people only see the podcast what they, what I put out, you know, because I'm doing it by myself. So I need to like meet more people, network, and then I'll bring different people in. Whenever you said that, it felt like you don't like to go out and talk to people, which I feel you on that because sometimes I'm not a big, only it that, works so effective Only though, because too. I live so far. Ah. Everything is here in Dallas. And it's so like nothing's on a, going on in Fort Worth as far as modeling? Not like networking events. Like, well, okay, so Fort Worth's modeling scene, does it exist or does it not exist at all? Uh, everything's mainly in Dallas, so I'll, I'll come to Dallas. I don't mind that. But it, when it's like come, when it's the networking events, like, you know, I have a day job, yeah, traffic. Of course. So those are the things I put into factor, but a lot of networking events are during the week yeah. as to the weekend. And later in the afternoon, too. And you got to get to bed early because you got to get to work. Right, but... That's one thing I need to work on. It's super efficient. It's super efficient. Well, DMing is working the DMs on your social media is super effective. Emails. Mm -hmm. We haven't got to the emails, but wait for your email, please. (laughs) I haven't done that yet. But going to places like the other day we went to this event and like three people that I got that I got to talk to. A lady that works on pets that's Latina. To me, everything's Latina related. Content. Mm -hmm. It's not excluding no Latino. I have people that are not Latinos. I feel it's cool to interchange cultures, how we came up. But everything's focused. But that day, three Latinos, a lady that works on, on dog stuff, grooming, and uh, a holistic doctor lady, and then some other person. But just like that, I got three interviews that I'm in the future I'm going to be doing. So they work. They're super effective. And especially for your modeling Everything that you do, commercial and everything, podcasting too. When you tell them your podcast, oh, they'd love to talk to you. I don't really like, I kind of keep it separate a little bit. Just like with the modeling acting, I don't really tell people about my day job unless they know me. And the same thing on my day job, I don't tell them I model and act. I feel you on that. (laughs) I might be. But I mean, since I work for the government, they know because they did a background check on me. Everything. (laughs) Everything. Yeah, they know. Anybody brings it up to you? They didn't bring it up. And I was just like, so how did my background check do? Which I'm not a criminal, obviously. And they're like, oh, we saw these videos of you. And I was like, how? (laughs) Because they were like for my acting profiles. Yeah. You know, so they're like demo reels. They're fake commercials for the clients to see that they know that I can do the commercial. And I was like, wait, how did y'all see that? Because that's not public. So that was weird. But I mean, they know. My manager knows it's fine. Yeah. Well, again, just a suggestion for me, everything that I do as far as the podcasting, like the day thing, they might not know. But if I'm on and about on myself, especially with the mm-hmm. networking of your model, incorporating that because you actually have the niche of those individuals, 
I'm pretty sure they'll be able to love to talk to you and, you know, just be part of whatever you're doing. So just a, just a suggestion, I think, because I, I know how to link it together. And I did it myself with that. I'm like, yeah, it works. But not with I'm the day job. I'm also shy, though. Huh? I'm also no, shy. you're not. I don't want to, like, DM someone and, like, leave me on red. I was like, okay. See, that's different, though. because. <laughs> Well, you're you're a beautiful girl too. It's different. So for me, it's more the podcast page doesn't have nobody's logo face anything. So he might be him, and might be, they oh, they so don't you don't know. know who it is. Yeah. Yes. So whoever DMs, they don't know if it's a person or not, or my admin <laughs> reaching out for an interview. All they know is is I have my own person or two that are here and there. I use it to reach out mm-hmm. to people. But most of the time, I just use the generic, like, well, my podcast one that doesn't have a person in it, and they don't know who it is. Sometimes I tell them who it is. I'm the host of this podcast. Would you like to be? I get left on red, too, all the time. <laughs> out of out of 10, 20, maybe DMs, some don't come. And you know what's funny? One person I reached out to didn't uh, acknowledge my, my DM whatsoever. Never read it. Two months later, she was on my podcast. Because of somebody else that brought it over. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious because I told her, hey, you might want to check your unread DMs. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You were right there. Like, it's just business to me, you know. It's just, just it's a business. I want to. I don't know. I take it personal. You do? Why is that? Why do you feel like because it would be personal? <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> I don't know. Well, especially if they're like, hey, I want to be on your podcast. And then I reach back out to them and then they don't reply. I'm just like, then why did you ask to be on the podcast? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Especially we get those if, two. Especially if they're reaching out. I'm like, okay, give me some time. You know, I got to schedule it. And then I reach you, back out and they don't say nothing. You know what? I, well, mm-hmm. so what I, I used to do with uh, Carlos, we used to have a plan B because people do that. Sometimes they flake on me. Literally three days ago, I checked with them. They were going to be here. The day of, sometimes you can't help it. They got car trouble. They got whatever the case might be. So what I used to do was, was call it solo episodes where I would just discuss things by myself, which is not as exciting mm-hmm. as having somebody else because you're accustomed. But I wouldn't lose the day because on the other studios that I had, I had time that I booked. So it's expensive for me to do a podcast episode. So yeah. I don't want to waste my time if I can go ahead and record something at that time. But that was just me. But it does, it's not cool to cancel on people. But I feel you on that because most of the podcasters that you probably run into, we run into the same thing. You're not alone. We do it all the time. I get canceled on left and right. And then the day of or two days before, I'm hurrying up and trying to DM somebody else. Oh, my else. God. That's the worst. It is. But um. people are willing to, for me at least, I found it that they're willing to be ready to come in mm-hmm. and help me out. And we just keep it rolling. I don't take it personal either. Well, Plus, I've noticed a pattern though. What's that? It's mainly females. The guys. I'm not saying nothing. Ladies, the guys but, are like, yeah, yeah. I ask you one time. They're in it, no matter who they are. But it's like the females. I'm just like, okay, because I wanted more. But you know them though, right? Um, there's this one I didn't really know. I asked her, and she's like, I'd love to, and then she didn't say anything. I was like, mm. okay, because <laughs> I wanted like a. I didn't want just guys. You know, I want to mix it up a little bit. But You know what I'm having now? You know, for me, what I'm having, a season of nothing but females. Really? If you look at all my podcast releases lately and recordings, it's, it's like four females and one or two guys. I know. So maybe I, just the model. I was like, well, maybe I'm just not going to be picky about it. Because I was trying to do like every third, fourth episode of female, right? Because those are harder to come by and then... I was like, okay, you know what? Whatever. I'm not going to like drive myself crazy over Got it. Got you. So. Well, Carlos and I usually stock, stack, stock. Well, I swear I'm having trouble <laughs> speaking today. Stacking up the episodes. So mm-hmm. right now we have about four or five episodes already recorded, ready to go. Yeah, I so saw that. So I never stop being consistent mm-hmm. with it. That if somebody doesn't show up, then the other person I will be able to have. And we did that by design whenever we launched the episode. So we launched on May. But we have been recorded since February. Oh, wow. And during the course of that time, we draw, we lost some episodes because we used to have a co- co-host. And we didn't have a co-host no more. So oh. some of those can't come out anymore. So you know what I mean? It's all yeah. the little preparation things that we did beforehand. So season two, maybe some of the things could line up for you. But 
Do you think it's the modeling, the model girls? Maybe they're just not too. It is. It is. Because I've had this conversation literally the other day and with Scott actually, and he's like, because he just started his own podcast oh, too. Wow! And so, so I you was inspire like, him so much. I was like, how's that going for you? And then I told him my same thing. Told him the problem. I was like, yeah, I can't get females, and I was like, models especially. And then he goes, like the same thing. Like he had no comment. He's like, it's because they're models, and I was just like. He goes, with the exception of you. I was like, I'm not like that. Like, I would, you know, respond, say something. Do you think it's because <laughs> it's the, they know they're pretty and people want to have them on their podcast to talk? Or is it a little bit of entitlement because they're pretty, because they're models? Or they're just maybe shy, too? Maybe they are shy. Or maybe a few insecurities they don't want to show on their podcast. It can be a little bit of both, uh-huh. um, but I'm the type of person I would, like, you can at least say, no, thank you. Just don't leave me on red. You were raised different, though. We were raised different. I know. See what I mean? So that's got a lot to do with it, too. But it also could be entitlement. I don't know, because people probably think I'm entitled if they look at my social media, but because all you see is my face on there. But I'm, I don't know. I, everyone's different, so... You know what? I started seeing it whenever people started doing me. I used to get a little frustrated whenever they were canceling on me. But then I started thinking the people that need to be on the podcast will be, will on, be on the podcast. Yeah. It's a great opportunity for both of us, you know, mm-hmm. for not only I'm not pointing at you for whoever my guest is, because I get to share your story. I get to talk to you. I get to tell all the people the amazing thing you're doing. How I don't know if Scott was inspired for, by you that you did your podcast, but eventually he launched, you know? Yeah. You don't know who's watching or who had the desire to do something, but just haven't pulled the trigger yet on doing it. So that's why I get an opportunity to do so. Same thing for you. I have an audience. They are willing to go follow and see where you're at, what mm-hmm. you're doing, maybe work with you, and they're willing to follow you. It might not be hundreds yet, but a few, 20, 10, 20, I think it's a fair deal to me. But again... I just don't take it as a loss anymore. No else. It's just like whoever needs to be here will be here. We'll create a great conversation about what you're doing, what I'm doing, and we just keep it rolling. But that's just yeah, for me. Which, it's so true because um, the one that I had, my makeup artist, she wasn't the original girl. There was an, another girl that was supposed to be on there first. Uh, and so I was like, after I thought about it, I was like, the makeup artist, she's like the, my most viewed video. Right, which I don't know why, because she's a girl or she's pretty or what. But she's pretty. She speak. She spoke well. Maybe she has an audience too. Yeah, right? I, I. She has a lot of supporters, and I was like, okay, well, maybe that happened for a reason, you yeah. know. So, like you said, whoever. Yeah. Is meant to be. Is meant to be on it. I think so too. That's why I don't get too frustrated nowadays. It's just that, like, who needs to be here will be here, and it again, it worked for the best for you. Mm-hmm. But just I'm just gonna roll that way with it. I just it's been two years with the live podcast itself. Well, two years with the podcast, putting out episodes. But throughout that time, I've been learning a few things and dismissing a few things. And I think it's working for us as far as Latino, Latino representation. People are doing amazing things, have hopes and dreams. Your story, sharing story. There's power in sharing. I heard it from the guy that left Britain. That used to be a prince, whatever his name is. He used to be like a royalty, and now he's not royalty anymore. He lives. Oh, the prince. Yeah, he left, and I one of the. <laughs> I know who you're talking about though. Shout out to the homie. So he left, and one of the interviews because I used to like the Late Show interviews. Uh, Colbert had uh, he said something about there's power and sharing, which is so true, because your mm-hmm. story, whatever you're doing, that you feel like you're shy or you're whatever, but you still get to do it, and you still took action on going into school for modeling. Some people might be, again, like Scott. We don't know if you were in the inspiring little spark, the little mop to go right. ahead and do it. But you don't ever know who it is. And with the sharing of your knowledge of the things that you've been doing, you don't know what kind of people are listening and waiting to hear that, that they're not alone. That they, mm-hmm. they are still waiting for somebody to hear from, like maybe you, and go, forward, go further in life. So, great. Yeah. So, what else do you have as far as modeling um what what is the biggest brand so far that you have worked with for modeling um i would say well for modeling or for acting i would say acting you can know either one 
Um, I think HGV is a big deal. It's a huge deal. I did Bud Light, but you couldn't see me in that one. Really? I was in the back. Yeah. So it was Bud Light? But you couldn't see me. I was in the back. So That's all good. You did, I wasn't there in a Bud Light commercial, but, you know, still. It's that one was cool. a lot. Of, that was a lot of people, though. That was like 40, over 40 people. 40 people? And that was also in Austin? Or that was here? That one was, oh, I forgot. No, that was in Houston. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they pay for all your expenses to go over there, and it's also about a 10, 12-hour shoot? Or how long did that one take? That one was eight, ten hours. Yeah, it was all day. Yeah. But they don't pay for it. You have to be local. Like, mm. it's called you have to be willing to work local. So they don't pay you to go out there. Yeah. Because ever since, I don't know. I don't know if it's changed since COVID. But, yeah, the, it's like Austin, Dallas, Houston. You have, like, you got to be willing to work local. Some will pay if you, like, live out of state or certain mileage or some production will pay, but those. I mean, you still get to put it on your resume, your your model resume that you were there. Maybe look, you have to look really close, but I'm I'm in that shoot. I mean, I'm going <laughs> I was in CC's Pizza too. You were in CC's? CC's is a big deal. But too. you can only notice me if you know it's me. I'm sorry. You know the the CC's Pizza one with like Karen in it, and they have like the guy flying on the little bike. Uh huh. That commercial. You but know. I walk behind Karen. So, like, you can't really tell it's me unless you know it's me. So, now we know it's you. We're going to have to go and find the CeCe's commercial. That one's still out, I think. Yeah? We just that, like, a year ago. That one's still out. That's pretty crazy. What other one have you done? That's pretty neat, though. I'm pretty... It's pretty cool to me. Uh, I did Pizza Patron, but I've never... I did that one, like, in March. Or not March. May. I haven't seen it, though. I don't know. You heard of Pizza Patron? Do they have... Yeah, of course. But did they ever, did they send you the work, the final product? Or no. you just, somebody tells you it's out? No, I look for it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're on I'm, cra- I'm not kind of crazy. You're hunting. I would look for it like, Google on Instagram. I was like, man, where is it? But the pizza, I haven't seen that one. No? Pizza Patron, I haven't seen that one. That's but that one was, yeah, that one was like in March. Or, I mean, I keep saying March, May. But yeah. I don't even know if it's out. If they, sometimes you don't make the cut. Sometimes they don't even put it out. Either way, you still get paid, but. Okay, so you have a passion for the modeling because even if they don't, you're not willing to be compensated. Like for Houston, you still take yourself over there to do it. Right. What keeps you after? I know you said DM and not being read take it personal, but at the same time, whenever you go to all these auditions and they don't accept you, you'll be a little bit kind of like the same. I would take it more harsh. But what keeps you dry, driven as far as like keep showing up and keep wanting to do this? Just, you know, whatever it is that they have you for, whatever job, um, you know, trying out for them. I don't know why. The word was there and it left me, I swear. Audition? Auditions. No. When I audition and then I forget about it. That really? way, that's like the best momentum or way to go about it. Because it's like, you're not, you're not going to, I'm not going to keep checking my email and seeing if they want to call back or, you know, memorizing this date, this date. Because they're all different dates, so. Did you learn that over time? Did you used to in the beginning, whenever? Yeah, I caught that from just the people around me that act like, oh, you just audition and you forget about it. Because there's no reason, you know, hindering yourself over like, dang, I didn't get it. You know, because you get like auditions throughout the week. Like, I just got an audition today. Like, it's my third audition this week. Really? So, yeah, like the other two, I auditioned and forgot about it. So. Same thing. I'm going to go audition for this commercial tomorrow, and then I'm going to forget about it. You know, I got I finally got to the point with the podcast, because sometimes when you put an episode out, you're always looking at the numbers and see how it is and subscribers. Oh, at least for me, I did in I the beginning. But, I <laughs> but it's almost the same concept, right? You set it up, and you promote it, and keep pushing it, and then you forget it, because, you know, it's going to do what it's going to do. So I'm gonna take that. That's different. I feel it's like because I feel like, like it's the same a little bit. I audition, I turn it in, I don't ever see it again. Well, it's kind of like an audition for the and people. Your I don't know who's watching it. Yeah, like I don't know the casting directors. I don't know the producers, the directors. They don't know me. Yeah, they think I'm crazy and they don't like it. I was like, okay, I don't. I won't know. You know, because I, I don't see that. Yeah. But when it comes to the views and the downloads on the podcast, I'm just like. Because I can see it. It's patience, though. Still, though. 
I'm just like refreshing my YouTube. Anybody look at it yet? I feel like I feel like I know you because I did the same thing. Like, dang, not one person watched it in two hours. I get upset. I was like, oh me, what am I doing this to myself? I actually been doing what you've been doing with the additions without wanting to for that. Just let it be, promote it, keep pushing it, and just I know that people are gonna watch it, and I just need to be patient with it and let it be. And mm-hmm. I just keep just kind of the addition, like look the other way, and then when I go back a couple of weeks later, maybe I'm like, oh shoot, a hundred views, yes, <laughs> you know. So, okay, we're running short on time. Thank you very much for being here. A couple more questions. So, what else? Do you, uh, all your social media, and what events you got coming up, or projects that you got lined up for the podcast for the modeling? What events? I don't know if you're doing any events, you do events, or if you, uh, projects that you have, maybe, of course, auditions, but I don't know if anything, I think it's pretty cool that once you forget it, though, if you get a, if you get the actual job, then you get a. It's a surprise, yeah. Yeah, so I like Um, that. But anything that you have right now in the works? Besides the podcast, I'm doing one tomorrow. You're doing a podcast episode tomorrow. Recording a session tomorrow, yeah, but other than that. Right now, just auditioning. Auditioning. Waiting for that booked email. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to get plenty of them. You have another tool now that you can use to show who you are as a right. person. They might not realize when you're seeing it or enough time on an audition to really get to know who you are. But mm-hmm. hopefully they can see it with their own eyes. All your social media for your podcasting and whatever social media you use? Uh, my... Personal is uh, Kimberly, but it's spelled like K-I-M-B-U-R-L-E-E, and then Sanchez. And then podcast is a Kimbo Slice of Life. So. Yeah, all those are going to be on the subscription. Make sure you follow her podcast. Go subscribe to her podcast. I'm going to put the information Please. also on the like, No, they're going to subscribe. I only have like 27 subscribers. They're going to subscribe <laughs> because you're here, so we're going to get your numbers up. So make sure you go and subscribe to her podcast. Go follow her. She has a great, uh, amazing pictures that you have for all the work that you do. I haven't seen a lot of the videos. You don't ever, they don't let you use put some of those little clips in there. Um, I don't really post it like on my feed. Mm-hmm. It's mainly like your story, just the pictures. Yeah, I post it on my story, but it's mainly like to me. I feel like my Instagram is kind of like a portfolio in a way. Yeah, it so is. I don't mix it up. I haven't posted any like videos or yeah, just the story. See, I remember those individuals that you had on the podcast that were talking about how your presence and what you do as far as like i think there was about dating but anyways cleaning up your in- instagram and making it look a certain way oh yeah and you mm-hmm. follow that too not me my stuff is all over the place <laughs> over here post a car over here post something else over there like just all kinds of like what does this guy do i don't know he does. so maybe my niche is not consistent because i don't follow their rules or their their advice to make sure i clean it up but you do it looks great you go, yeah, yeah, it also thing. drives me crazy because I'm like, what? I'm I'm super clean, so like if I feel like it doesn't match, you know, if I put if I were to post like a just a regular picture on my Instagram, yeah, as to like have all these professional, I think that would bother me because I know it's not professional, you know. Yeah, be- I'm just weird like that. No, I don't know. it's not because you have a as a model. You have to play the part of a model mm-hmm. all the way through, including the image, which is just for other people to see that that's who you are. You know, it's not weird like, or strange. I post it on my story. Of course. Like if I'm at Disneyland, I'm going to post on my story, but you will not see it on my feed. For, uh, the, for the thumbnail and the, uh, <laughs> and the flyer we have, we do. I'm going to have to have him get a couple of pictures of you, mm-hmm. so make sure we're good. I'll post it on my story. <laughs> I can't promise you it's going to be on my feed. I'll tag you. Just and kidding. if I see the client, I'll be like, okay, I was expecting that. It's okay. She gave me a heads up. So Other people, you do that, and they don't tell you nothing. They no, just decline. It's, it's so funny. Actually, I was talking to my friend. Because uh-huh. she's like, I saw you did some some brand. It was like Salud, like the other day. And he collaborated with me. And I did not want to collab, collab the, co- you know, like when you collab the post. I did not want to collab the post on Instagram. Was it like an IV, like a after alcohol and right? Oh yeah, one after of you those drink alcohol, like IVs. hydration. Yeah, I got you. But you were but not I'm happy. Say, I'm saying like 
photographer wanted to do a collab on my Instagram. Uh-huh. So I did for a couple of days. And then my friend's like, I went to go look literally on our way over here. She goes, I didn't see on your fo- on your profile. I was like, yeah, because I took off, took off the what, collab. What did you didn't like about it? Because I'm weird. I told you, because I'm weird. Like, no, not weird. But it wasn't something that you didn't find interesting or they went with whatever you like. Correct. What like, is your look? What? Because I think I remember on the interview you have a particular with the photographers and with your style. You have a particular style. What is your style? If you would say that you had a style, I would say like lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yeah, like yeah. And what does that be? A lifestyle, the Drake lifestyle. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like more like I wouldn't say there's like. Just like street. I do I a lot of like street that. lifestyle portraits, you know, stuff like that. Okay. So that's your thing. Yeah. And the that's photographers that you work is capture, capture that. They're known for that type of style of pictures. Yes. Because okay. I feel like if I was like, oh, okay. They're, you know, they have the same kind of concepts I like. So, yeah. I wouldn't like go to a photographer that, I mean, I could, but I would rather someone so you- who does Around the same From my guy from you, from the interviews, that you're accustomed to who you know, what the work you do, so you stay with the familiar ones to be able to know what you're going to like instead of having to explore and waste time maybe on the ones that you're not sure because you don't know their work. But the ones you work with, you already know. Now, yes. Before, when I just started, no, when I before I just started, I'd work with whoever mm. without realizing, like, okay, I don't like that or I don't like this, you know, or... Going to shoots by myself, like you're always supposed to take people. Exactly. Yeah. So in the beginning, like I would, I didn't, I would take every opportunity that came to me. Mm. So now I'm more picky just because, just the world we live in today, you know. Absolutely. And then, plus my, if the photographer's like, oh, I like the way they edit their pictures, I'm gonna work with them. That makes sense. It makes sense. Okay. Any shout outs that you have? Shout outs to anybody, whether in the industry, your Family, parents, cousin, Thea. Who do you have? Shout out to Drake. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he doesn't even know She's me. A big, when did your first love of Drake come to be before we leave? Um, I think it was 2009, 2010. Why? Song? Look? It was a song. It was one of my friends, actually, and she introduced me to Drake. Uh-huh. And ever By since then. By introducing me to his music. Not, it, you know, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> his music. Not yet, not yet. I keep saying I'm going to be We're Drake. going to make it. You're going to make it happen. Scott believed that you were able to make it happen. I have no doubt that you will. Again, consistency is key. And one of these days, you, you'll you make it happen. On the... What song was it? Real side. It was November 18th. That was the name? That was the name, was of, the the name of the song, yeah. Don't beat me up. I don't know much about Drake's song. Okay. I know a couple of songs. But uh, I'm sorry from the bottom that we hear, though. <laughs> no, that one. Okay, so this one is uh, for anybody that's coming up in the modeling or the business of the podcasting. It, what uh, a lesson, and a very important lesson, that you learn that you will tell your younger self that will help somebody else. What would that be? I would just say, like, don't give up. If if something is in the back of your mind, like, go for it. Because it, it will always stay there until you finally do it. Yeah. I heard that, too, from Scott. I think he said it, too. They wouldn't leave you alone. They just keep showing up. All the yeah, time. that's how the podcast happened. Like, it was always in the back of my mind. And it never left. Yeah. So then, it's going to, you know, it's going to stay there until you actually do something about it. Okay. And this was a de- deeper question. I hope you're okay. And I hope uh, this is just a question, uh, federal people, cops, popos. <laughs> I, usually when I wake up but throughout my day I say I'm not immortal I am mortal and I will die one day and that's not to scare me or to frighten me or terrorize mm-hmm. me it's just the fact of life right we're not here forever and it kind of gives me urgency to be able to just keep consistently doing things all the time with that I wish you a long prosperous life however when everything's said and done with your life what do you want people to feel or think about your life that I made a big impact like I was an impact to them in some sort of way Amazing. Amazing. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time you came from forward, which is like about an hour away, through traffic in the middle. So thank you very much. I um Carlos introduced me to what you was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize all the other stuff that you have done is super important. I know that you were doing the podcast. And uh 
as far as the work you're done, I mean, to me, I think it's super crazy cool. H-E-B, C-C's, but like whether it be smaller roles or not, it's still, you keep showing up, right? So it came from you and your friend taking pictures to all of a sudden now you're finding yourself in auditions mm-hmm. and then now even on a podcast. So I think to me, that's amazing. So without a doubt, Kimbo, Kimbo Slice, you are a global line factor. Thank you very much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Remember, we are just like you with the spice in this melting pot that it is the world. Till next time. Thank you. Thank you very much for checking out another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Subscribe to the channel. You are very important. And it means a lot to us whenever you subscribe and hit the bell so you can know when we release new episodes. Again, it makes a big difference to us and we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Pero but in fact it's a flamingo Coming to Havana, Henry from Puerto Rico On a pirate ship, he don't know where do we go